uh, Jordan, I didn't want to fuck this up, so I just let it run uh, instead of pausing it or doing anything else. So I'm going to put a loud, uh, not a loud, just a single tone here for 30 seconds so you know where to cut in. <laughs> I'm sure he needs it. Hello, Cinemastic listeners. Thank you all so much for all your support in 2018. I know I speak for Tanner, Tim, Chuck, and Jordan when I say we're kind of blown away already by the amount of support we get from this podcast. We're averaging a, a good amount of listens right off the bat, and we're super excited for all the content we're going to put out in 2019. The most important thing you guys can do for us when it comes to our podcast is share us with your friends, your family, your coworkers, anyone who you know who likes movies. That's a simple retweet. That's a simple share on your Facebook wall. That's a simple like or share of a post on Instagram. I can't tell you how big that is for us to be shared and listened to by anyone new that, uh, that uh, wants to come into our podcast. So please be sure to do that. That's the biggest way you can help us. Now, onto a fun thing here. We have a giveaway for you all. That's right, a giveaway, and that is of an Alien Titans exclusive two-pack set. These are two little vinyl figures from the Alien movies. I believe this is Ripley and uh, an alien himself with a little ectoplasm throw-up on his on his chest there. It's, it's green something. Is that right, Tanner? Uh, the acid blood. Acid blood. Don't That's, get it on you. Acid blood. That's what it is. So it's a two-pack exclusive set here of alien vinyl figures. All you have to do, all you have to do is follow us on Instagram and like our latest post. That's all you have to do. Follow us on Instagram. Like our latest post. Oh, there's one other thing. <laughs> follow us on Instagram. Like our latest post. And share this episode to your Facebook wall. If you do all three of those things, you are in the raffle to win this can, to win this prize here. If I do that, can I be in the raffle? Sure, why not? Ooh. All you have to do, follow us on Instagram, like our latest post, share this episode to your Facebook wall. Prove it by screenshotting it and just sending it to us on Instagram. We'll see it there. Send it to us in our DMs on Instagram, and you'll be entered to win this little prize pack. It's fun. We'll we'll ship it to you free. Just let us know your information when we choose a winner, and we'll let you know who that winner is on next week's podcast. So you have a week's time to do that. We would appreciate your support. We love you guys so much for listening. And uh, it's time to uh, it's time to start this Cinemastic podcast. On today's episode, we go over the Golden Globes. None of us actually watched. Also, we talk about the hit Netflix movie Bird Box, Captain Jack Sparrow going overboard in the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, and we discuss our top five disappointments of 2018. It's time to dive in. This is Cinemaxtic. <laughs> Guys, welcome back to another episode of Cinemastic. Uh, I hope you all had a great holiday season, a great great little uh, holiday break. I know we did. We took some time off there to spend time with our families and the ones we love. So you didn't hear from us for a while, but we're back. We're better than ever. And uh, I tell you what, we are just chomping at the bit here to talk about some movie news. Straight ahead, I got my buddy... Tanner Rush, warming that seat once again. Welcome back to the podcast, buddy. Hello. And, of course, 
on my right, Tim Reichmith in the same old spot, same old days as always. How are we doing today, buddy? Um, I'm uh, feeling quite comfortable right now. Quite comfortable. I'm feeling good too. I think we have some good topics to go over. And uh, tummy's grumbling. Your tummy is grumbling. You know, I just had a lettuce wrap from Jimmy John's with oh. with their their thinny chips as part of my you know New Year's resolution. And uh, I'll tell you what, I've never eaten a meal and then still felt the exact same amount of hunger after that meal. And it turns out that's probably what happens when you just eat deli meat rolled up in leaf lettuce. Tanner, your thoughts. You ever eat so much lettuce that, like, your body doesn't really digest all of it? No. Please, I think uh, give you us need to have someone check out I'll your leave it stomach. At that. <laughs> but my um, suggestion is don't eat too much lettuce at once. Mm. You know, is it, is it similar to is the lettuce... chipotle corn? I wouldn't know about that. No, that's you, just... don't eat, you don't eat chipotle? I don't put corn on my uh, burrito. Missing out. Yeah. How was your holiday, guys? <laughs> what a which what a, one? What a transition. All of them. How was your holiday season? <laughs> We've recorded since Christmas, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think it was. Well, I think. I got, it, well, yeah, we met, met the day after Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's really how was your New Year's and your New Year's Day? Uh. Good. You good. Guys, you guys, do anything? No? Yeah. Me and Jordan went to a party and nothing happened. It was a good time. Tim went out on the town. He went to parlor. Yes, I did. How was parlor? Uh, I dressed up as an astronaut. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. It was pretty empty. It was empty. Yeah, there was not as many people there as I thought there would be. Oh, actually, it was kind of kind of lame. I would have been more likely to go to that had I known it was going to be empty. I don't I like. I don't know if it was. I don't. I don't think the. I just ticket was worth it you don't think so well i think it's ridiculous that they were like hey uh this is 70 dollars and you get three free drinks that's right 70 dollars to just enter this building what are we talking about again it's parlor it's a place downtown it's a food hall it's in the crossroads and uh they're hosting a new year's eve bash that was based off a 2001 a space odyssey i have a strong moral stance against any place that charges a cover fee well, you're you know, not going to spend money just to occupy space. Well, parlor, in a parlor typically does not charge true. a cover fee. That is true. They don't. They don't typically car- do that. Uh, but obviously, for New Year's Eve, they, you know, sold tickets to the event. But right off the bat, I was like, okay, uh, I can go stand ass to ass with people at Power and Light District for like seventy bucks and get unlimited beverages and also hate myself. And or I could go to Parlor for seventy bucks and get three free drinks and just uh, be actually be able to be comfortable. I mean. The, you could also just buy a six pack. You know, oh, and yeah. then that's all you're, you're preaching pro- to see, the choir. That is what I wish I would have done because when I went to parlor, I had tacos beforehand and I got the habanero tacos, so it was really spicy. Yeah. And after that, I couldn't drink. So I'm like, well, this just sucks. You know, maybe it's because I'm 25 now, but I, even then, even when I was like 20, you know, it didn't make sense. I well, you weren't legally allowed well, to uh, do that. Oh, well, people, <laughs> you're call I the think cops. people are <laughs> <laughs> FBI. Open up. You drink um, before twenty-one. Um, because what I want to say is that even even when I went to those New Year's Eve parties that were out in the city and stuff, I hated it. I hated it. It was so crowded. It was impossible to get to the bar to get your drink. Yeah, man. It was. 
like you couldn't you couldn't sit down. You had to stand in the same place. You're in a suit and dress shoes for seven hours, and you can't even hear your friends. You can't even have a conversation. All you can do yep. is get drunk by yourself, essentially, because you're in isolation because no one can talk to you because you can't hear anyone. I that was how I felt. Sounds every, like a typical Friday night for me. That sounds well. This is how it was for me. Like. Every day, we every New Year's Eve, I did this. And this year, the past couple of years, I was like, nah, I'm not doing that. Last year, I ordered a pizza and watched it with a buddy of mine and my girlfriend. This year, I hung out with my parents and my girlfriend, and we had chicken noodle soup and played dominoes. Now, if that doesn't sound like a great night at the senior senior hotel, I don't know, uh, I don't know what does. Last year, I was back when I was working retail. I worked New Year's Eve night. So I didn't get off work till like 11.30. So I couldn't go out and do anything. So I logged into World of Warcraft and watched a fireworks display in-game. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> and it was maybe the saddest thing I've ever done. That sounds so sad. This year was better. My clan was See, there for you me. Know, you know what made me really upset the day after? So all those Instagram videos of people watching movies. So then like a specific thing happened whenever it reached midnight. Mm, mm -hmm. Like Obi-Wan Kenobi saying, hello there. I would have much rather have spent my New Year's Eve doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what I plan on doing. Actually, I was bummed because you went to that thing because I wanted to do a party at your place. And just, you know, get a keg and just hang out and actually have a place to sit down. Last time I got a keg, we only finished half of it between, well, like, 14 of us. Well, it's, there's no, no such thing as a challenge to be upholded. Right, Tanner? I don't know what, what that did we watch over means. Break? <laughs> did, did, did anyone watch anything over break? Did uh, I watched a uh, lot of movies, oh. actually. I, we're going to talk about a couple of them, but I definitely watched Bandersnatch, definitely watched Bird Box, definitely watched Aquaman for a second time. Mm. Um, quite a lot. Quite a I lot. watched a lot. One of those did not include one of the movies we'll be talking about, though. I watched three movies this weekend. Yeah. Um, do you want to know what they Sure, were? go ahead. List okay. them off. Why not? Uh, the Death of Stalin. Oh, was that Finally good? Got... Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Yeah, that's up there. Um, went and saw The Favorite yesterday morning. Mm -hmm. It was weird. Mm -hmm. um, I, I would say it's a good movie, but not one I'd necessarily ever want to watch again. It's kind of like one of those ones where you're like... You, you did see it? No. Oh, My okay. parents did. Right. They said it was bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Um, uh, da -da -da -da, what was the third one? Oh, Bandersnatch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll talk. And I think we have Bender Snatch lined up for next week, too, on our on our stream talk segment. So we'll definitely hold on to those thoughts. I mean, I have some more I want to formulate, too, to talk about. But, yeah, um, watched, I watched a lot, too. So I was, I, was, I was pretty happy with all the things I was able to see. Tim, did you see anything in particular? Uh, yes. Yeah, I watched quite a few movies, actually. Um, so I watched Bander Snatch. The idea is pretty cool. Do we do we want to talk about it? I guess a more? I think yes. we're going to talk yes about no? it next next week. week. Next week, I did find out that Leave it, I Tim. like I like Frosties, <laughs> Frosted Flakes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Who wouldn't choose Frosties? I chose Frosties. Yeah. Good. We, we good. all chose Frosties. Good choice. Um, I watched Escape Room. Oh. It's kind of like a last minute thing. It was not. It, it was. It was okay. Nothing. 
Nothing too exciting. It's definitely a red box movie. He took a fine young lady out on a date to that movie. Mm. I did. Yes. And uh, what's good? Did you watch Itania for the first time? I still have not seen Itania. You son of a bitch. But I also watched Back I to the Future. I've seen it. We should all watch it together. Itania? Mm-hmm. I have I have no desire to watch that. You have you have no desire to watch. Itania? I have no desire to watch that. Oh, you should have the desire, my friend. It's amazing. Uh, it's so good. See, Tanner Tanner's reaction is what everyone else says whenever I'm like, "Hey, let's watch Itania." It's like, <laughs> uh, no, I don't want to watch that. I've heard great things about it. I love Itania, man. That was one of my favorite movies of 2018. Come on, it's it's, it's, it's Margot Robbie. That's gonna be in my list next year when we talk about our top I just, ten movies I of 2018. I don't really go for biopics, like. Real people aren't interesting. That's, I'm going to come out and say it. I don't care about real people. You didn't like the social network? You watched The Death of Stalin. The, well, okay, so those took... In all, all right, they took a lot of liberties with like what's going on. I may, Maybe I, Tonya does, does the same thing. Yeah, I'm sure. The exact same thing. Okay, let me further <laughs> um, distill that. I have no interest in learning about Tanya Harding. Either did I. She kneecapped someone. Dude, I don't give a... I, I could have cared less her. about this whole situation. Well, okay. I could have cared less about this. It just had Sebastian Stan and Margot Robbie and uh, that lady who won the Oscar for that role in I, Tanya. Not Margot Robbie? Not Margot Robbie. Yeah, the other girl. She... The, the, there was a fantastic cast. That's the main reason I saw it. It's funny and it's super interesting. And I had no interest whatsoever in Tanya Harding. I could care less about figure skating. It was still good. You should watch it. Do you, you ever see, um, what was it called? The Cutting Edge? It's a figure skating movie back in like the 80s, I think. No, but I did see Blades of Glory. I That's a good one. went to see that in theaters with my... cut my neck off, I swear to God. <laughs> it's my favorite part. <laughs> went to see that movie? with my yeah. sister, and then she pulled me out of the theater uh. 20 minutes in because... She, uh, she, she didn't appreciate the humor wow. so I'm like cool that's you know 20 bucks just down the drain <laughs> it's not that bad it's not a walkout movie bad no I caught I, I've seen the rest of it since then um, I think it's not good <laughs> it's, it's funny just enough. not good it's funny enough the the content or the content is the problem hey the um hey let me just say the humor that was like the last thing John Heater was ever in, and I cannot disgrace a movie that is essentially John Heater's grave. Yeah. He's been in stuff since then. He's been in a lot of garbage since then. He is in a horrific Mickey Mouse, uh, horrific Walt Disney like documentary. It's like one of those made by a studio that has money for actors but nothing else like script writers and producers or anything it is terrible Hmm. and it it is just yeah just don't even bother um but let me just say this it sounds like we watch a lot but it's time to move on to uh a a little segment i like to call in the news In the news today, something that is uh, really bothering me. Well, not really bothering me. I didn't even really care that much about it. I just it just came on 
when I was when the football game was over. So the Golden Globes. Did any of you guys watch the Golden Globes last <laughs> night? No, I did not. Didn't even catch a little bit of it. You know, it, it's it's okay. Did not because I could tell you that was just I don't know what that was. It it, it wasn't good. Whatever the the thing just wasn't good. I didn't. You know, I don't. I think Andy Samberg was funny. I think he is a funny guy. I didn't really find much of his bits that funny last night. Also, the pairing of him and Sandra O. Oh, I don't. That is such a weird hosting duo. The Golden Globes hosted by Andy Samberg and Sandra O. Oh from Grey's Anatomy. Oh, okay. I was about like, to. I don't watch a lot it, of TV. It, it I was, don't even oh, know who Sandra O. Oh is. It, it was. Yeah, she's the um, um, the Asian main Asian woman in Grey's Anatomy. Okay. Um. You've had to have seen her in something, but uh, she's a great actress. But it was such a weird pairing. I just thought the whole thing was kind of boring. And you know, I, I said this in the group chat last night. But it just, at some point, I I even get a little tired. Like I'm all for you know, speaking your mind and whatnot, and speaking about what you know means to you, like what what you care about, and using that stage to do so. But at the same time, it's like it has been nonstop. Like this exact same speech, six years running. There's always someone who gives the exact same type of speech, year in and year out. And I, I just get, I get annoyed because sometimes I'm just like, all right, we've heard this before, and there's no. You mean political? Political, yeah. There's just no. There's no. The thing that's bothering me is that there's no thing that distinguishes one like speech from the other. It's like the same thing. They're, and it's almost like they're teaching you a lesson and stuff like that. And it just gets you, it does get, it, to me, it just gets annoying to watch after after so many times. And it bums me out because absolutely I'm not a person that's like, you know, shut up and dribble. That's the dumbest thing ever. They're human beings and they can speak about what they care as much as anyone else can. Mm-hmm. But it does get, it's like, come on, I just, you know, just once I would like to watch one of these events and just enjoy the immense talent that's in that room from the hosts and from the other actors in the audience and whatnot, and just enjoy the immense talent and, and really, you know, <laughs> display why we love cinema and film and all that. And it seems like too much. It just gets dragged down by the negatives. And, you know, maybe that's just the optimist in me. I, but I just can't. I, I don't like to dwell on the cynical things. Not even cynical. That's not the right word. But on that stuff for so long. You know? Sure. I just, but you know, it's gonna happen every day, well, everyone. So. Christian Bale thanked Satan in his speech. That was so. hilarious. Did you see that, Tim? I did not. He he literally said, "I would like to thank Satan for inspiration on how to play this role." Talking about obviously his role as uh, Dick Cheney, which is great. You know what? I, I want to see Vice really bad because I had no idea how evil Dick Cheney apparently is. <laughs> no idea. No idea. And apparently he is like some one of the worst people ever. And oh. uh, I mean, I thought like for instance, the entire time growing up, I thought he accidentally shot that guy in the face. Apparently he did not accidentally shoot that guy in the face. He straight up shot that guy in the face. Who's to say? <laughs> apparently, quite a lot of witnesses. Um. Which is really weird. Mike was picking up some feedback <laughs> your, from my phone. Your phone is, <laughs> is causing some buzzy noise. But yeah, the Golden Globes was cra- was crazy. Uh, crazy. That's a stupid word. That's not right. It was just 
stupid. It was just boring. It was just boring, and I, I turned it off. I turned it off about like an hour and a half. You in. know, I was reading um, the results and stuff on Reddit today, and someone said, and they were quoting someone else, I think, so I don't know who coined this, but called the Golden Globes the drunk Oscars. It really which is. <laughs> yeah. People don't really care. People don't really care. It's like, you know, uppity film actors with the TV actors, and I feel like they don't care or something. I don't know. It's It's weird, but you know... What's really getting to me now is, like, with these Golden Globes, like, especially last night, it's the job of the host, in my opinion, to make it not come off like these are a bunch of rich actors patting each other on the back for doing their job and just winning awards for already being in roles. Because sometimes it's just like, okay, these guys are literally just schmoozing themselves, and it's just kind of weird. Me, the poor person in in middle America, watching on my TV, all these rich actors just laugh with each other and have a great time and you know just pat each other on the back. I'm like, this seems kind of dystopian. So it's the job of the host to like really tear down that veil, and Andy Samberg and Sandro did not do that last night. It's, they're just like, oh, we're, we're friends with everyone here. Look how much fun we have. We're, we're all best friends. Don't you wish you were one of us? Oh, yeah, it's so weird sometimes. It's so awkward. Um, point mm. of clarification. The winner, with the Golden Globes, the winners are decided by the Hollywood Foreign Foreign um, Press Association. I don't know who they are. So it's not like a... <laughs> it's, it's, you know, I don't know who they are either, but the the, the CEO... The that, Golden Globes and actors patting each other on the back, but um, yeah. some people with questionable tastes in film, apparently. It is nice, though, because TV is obviously making leaps to... I mean, star actors and actresses are not afraid to go to TV anymore. They're, they can go straight to TV, and that's why a lot of people, um, I think, tune into these Golden Globes more. It's because Amy Adams was nominated not just for a role in a TV show, also in a movie. Because mm-hmm. these they're crossing over. I think TV shows allow actors and actresses more creative freedom sometimes. Because an indie an indie movie is an an indie movie is going to look the same quality and whatnot of like an eight part HBO series, right? Mm-hmm. It's the same budget pretty much across the episodes and and across mm-hmm. the movie. So you're going to get that same quality, and you can get the same quality performances. You just do it over a longer amount of time so actors and actresses get more creative freedom and now that they're seeing the production quality is as high as anything i think people are really starting to you know actors and actresses definitely are starting to sway to go to tv i mean right. sure. I, I think i think with all streaming service too those networks are making more money so they can pay the actors a little bit more they have more budgets for the tv yeah, shows as absolutely. well absolutely absolutely i think it's dumb how they have their best, was it comedy or musical is a category? Yeah. Independently of best drama. And then best foreign film is also a third category on top of that. Why can a foreign film not be the best film to come out in a year? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, I don't. Why does it have to have that little asterisk next to it? You know, I don't. I don't know. I think it's probably because they're trying to... Well, one, the Golden Globes and the Oscars are suffering in terms of ratings as it is. They're going to want to put these movies that they believe people at least have a chance of seeing uh, up for awards 
because to be honest, I mean, the foreign films are going to be less watched by Americans, and uh, because one, they're a little harder to get, uh, and two, it's kind of hard to know which ones are going to be uh, for the Oscar awards and whatnot, uh, because. You know that just takes extra, extra research. Where I think people are like, oh, I'd just rather watch a film where they speak the language that I prefer to watch. But at the same time, I mean, Roma won an award, didn't it? It won. A, or Alfonso Cuarón won the award for Roma, and that's essentially for foreign a language, though. Yeah, I thought he won won best director for best uh, for just best director in general. It had nothing to do. Roma was up for dramatic uh, drama. It wasn't. That's true. So, I don't know. I don't know. I guess to give those foreign films more of a shot. And again, I think they're just trying to play to their viewers. And I know most of their audience will at least have a shot of have watched these movies. Where it's they, on Netflix. It's on Netflix. And it's also these other movies are... It's easy. Easy to see. And I mean, you know that most of these movies are going to get run times in America. It's hard to see these foreign films anywhere in America, really. Unless you find some sort of niche it. audience. Yeah. But yeah, I just thought the Golden Globes um, was weird. Just in general, I just didn't enjoy it. And I tuned in to the winners. I I thought that was crazy. Bohemian Rhapsody won Best Drama. I haven't seen it, but I got to imagine that. Isn't that no nuts? way? Well, the, the the critics didn't like it, but the the fans loved it. That's one of those things. The critics were well, not the critics didn't like it. They gave it like I think it has like a sixty five percent score on Rotten Tomatoes. People but, liked hearing the Queen music in the movie. They didn't like the movie. I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen it, so it's it's hard for me to say. But that I mean, I will say from people I saw and know who saw it, they loved it. They loved it. So, well, I. I would find it hard to believe. I, I mean, I'd find it hard to believe if just the fan love for it pushed it into the uh, you know the great great best drama of the year. But man, I thought that was nuts. As well as Rami Malek winning the award for best uh, dramatic actor. Um, that's just crazy. This is crazy to me. So um, there is some comfort. Not in... that his performance was bad. I just was, I'm just just because of the overall reception critically of the movie. I'm surprised that sure. won as many as rewards as it did. Uh, but Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse winning Best Animated Picture is good because it probably won't win the Oscar because Disney's put out movies this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. The Golden Globes a lot of times leads to what the Oscars are going to do. I think people realize that this movie deserves it. Into the Spider-Verse definitely it? deserves it. Was it Wreck-It Ralph? It's the only Disney. Were there any other? The Incredibles. Other... Oh, and the, and the Incredibles 2 is going to win. Yeah. Then. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't think I the forgot about that movie. As good as the original. Though. I was very disappointed with it. I never saw. Oh wait, The Incredible Two. Yeah. yeah, I did. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I did not like it at all. You didn't like it at all. No, really? no, I thought it was good. When a movie begins with an apology, you are not off to a good start. An apology. When it oh, had the black screen and the yeah. white text, and it's like, sorry, this took so long. Movies are hard. Yep. It's oh. like, yeah, that's it's been fourteen years. This is how you want to kick it, it off. I don't just reminding that. me how long it took you to I, do this. You know, Mary Poppins took what, like seventy years? Yeah, but no apologize? one was like that's that's different. That's you know, no, those know. older like legacy films. No one's thinking about that. And The Incredibles was just about to get to that point where like we're comfortable with never getting a sequel. Yeah. And then they're mm-hmm. like, Oh wait, we have one. And it's not as good as the first one. Enjoy. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I mean, I didn't feel that way about it. I thought it was good. But I, I mean, I just again, I just thought Spider-Man winning 
was well deserved. That was that was great. That was great to see. Um, I, I enjoyed Spider Man. I'm hoping that them winning the award just kind of gets them to uh, start creating more films like that. Sure. At the same side, I don't want Sony getting any recognition. I don't think they deserve Into the Spider-Verse's success. Well, if they employ the right people and take their hands off the movie, which is what they did with this, then by all means, go for it. You know what? Aunt May was pretty cool in there. Maybe that's the Aunt May spinoff they're going to (laughs) do. Oh, God. Let's hope not. Um, Aquaman is about to cross $1 billion at the box office. To me, that is insane. That is so, so good. I mean, I know a lot of it was due to foreign growths. The domestic box office still looks really, really nice. Um, I'm I'm so happy. Aquaman is, you know, Aquaman's a household name, but at the, uh, and always has been, just because the super friends and all that, that those characters held a special place in our parents' hearts and whatnot because they grew up with them. Um but still, Aquaman is probably a B-list hero, if and uh, especially in today's day and age with Marvel being, you know, all of Marvel's characters now like the most popular because of how successful their movies have been. And for this to cross a billion dollars is so encouraging for the DCEU in general. Um, it, it, I really, again, I liked the movie, and it definitely it received okay with critics, 65% fresh. It's... DC getting a fresh movie that was received very well by audience members and also making a billion dollars overall is a great sign for the franchise. So uh, what do you guys think of Aquaman crossing a billion? I think that's just that's just crazy to me. It's nuts. I mean, I'm, I'm really happy. Was it Warner Brothers? I'm really happy they're making a lot of money off of it. Yeah. They've been they've been doing pretty been bad lately. for them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> those poor studio executives yeah they're not making anything yeah it was just it was right before christmas too this is a win for happy me. about them okay this is a win for me this is something that is special in my heart because the dcu couldn't make a billion dollars with freaking batman and superman in the same damn movie twice it's pretty so, wild when you put it that way yes mm-hmm. batman and superman combined could not make more money than aquaman and that goes to show you how terrible of a decision it was to begin with to hand the keys for this whole damn universe over to Zack Snyder because he made Superman and Batman unlikable. Now, I think I think Superman is... I, I actually really enjoyed the take on Superman. I thought and I thought they handled everything about the character wrong and... and uh, well, not everything about the character. I just feel like they handled his resurrection wrong in Justice League. Um, and mm-hmm. just Batman vs Superman, it's a I like it the movie. I I mean it's it's for me because I love the characters. I get enjoyment out of it. Um, of the director's cut that is. But I mean, why do why do they kill him off after the second movie? It's because and then immediately bring him back. It's because DC has zero zero plan. I've I've said this a hundred times. What they should have done is I you know I don't yeah. I don't necessarily mind Justice League being early, but what they should have done is a Wonder Woman movie, a Batman movie, a Superman movie, a Flash movie, don't worry about Cyborg, an Aquaman movie, do a Justice League film, Superman dies in the first Justice League movie, and then like in in like four, three years, in three years have Justice League, or even do another Man of Steel before, do like two Man of Steel movies before Justice League 1. 
he dies in Justice League and is resurrected in Justice League 2. That has emotional reverence. That's the same thing I've told people. I mean, just ima- this is Superman we're talking about. Because I don't care about Captain America really at all before these Marvel movies started hitting. And when the rumor was Captain America might die in Civil War, I was like, damn, I would be freaking devastated if Captain America died in Civil War because I've grown with the I've grown to like this character over all these films. Imagine what would have happened with freaking Superman, the most well known superhero in the history of the world. It it was handled poorly. That's because Zack Snyder was given the keys and um Yeah. He shouldn't have been given the keys to a universe. He can do his own spin-off things, but to start the universe with this was just a bad idea from the beginning. It should have been Batman Begins. Was that? Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm okay with that. I don't, I'm okay with Christian Bale's Batman being the Batman in this. And things everything. are still kind of comic booky in that one. And then The Dark Knight, which is a cool movie, um, takes a serious turn. Is like, hey, what if you know, real life everything nothing fantastic happens and also batman hates being batman and can't wait to not be batman anymore it's a different mm-hmm. take and it's a he's batman amazing. for a grand total of two years maybe I, it's a great movie man the movie's amazing it's not it's yes. almost clearly not uh you know you're it's a very realistic take on batman oh, i agree so did you hear in the news they're making an animated uh the long halloween i did see which I saw is, that. uh the dark knight film is heavily inspired by yeah which is cool, except the fact that it's DC animation, and I know a lot of people try to say DC has the animated film market cornered. I've seen some of them, guys. They're not good. You might not be watching the right ones. They push out a lot of these, so a lot of them aren't going to be good. They put out like like five of these a year. Like Maybe they're faithful to the comics, and people just appreciate the fact that it can portray the comic bookiness of it um and not be constrained by you know real world stuff Mm -hmm. but the animation's cheap it's cheap and crap in all of them well i mean still in marvel have you seen any marvel's animated stuff? yeah they're not good either but dc they're barely better guys i just like that dc takes some of their i mean the uh the dark knight returns part one and two amazing animated film there uh justice league or no, uh, Flashpoint Paradox, amazing animated film. Justice League, uh, like Gods, something I can't remember what it is. Uh, that is a like a very bleak take on the Justice League universe, and that was really good. Very dark. Um, there's some really good. I mean, Batman: The Mask of Phantasm, obviously. Sure, that's that's not like the current line. I know, of... I know it's not, but it's there's. Also, Batman Ninja got great reviews. Uh, it has that weird 3D CG thing going on. Though, yeah, that where they try to make it look like 2D. Yeah, I don't know. It, it just I I uh, yeah. That's that I did hear though about the Long Halloween. I have We're the graphic way off novel. Topic, yeah, you know. I have the graphic novel though, and I I uh, definitely I haven't read it yet, but I need to, and I'm still excited for this because I'm excited for anything Batman. So yeah, um, something a little closer to my heart personally. That I'm very upset about, and that is, it appears official that Disney is parting ways with Johnny Depp, and Captain Jack Sparrow is no longer going to be a part of the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, and they're going to 
and they keep tossing this word around, reboot oh, the franchise. Geez, I'm real worried about the quality of the next one now. So the next one is written by the Deadpool writers. Um, oh, God. You don't like Deadpool? Yes. Deadpool's fine. Um, uh, I'm interested to see their take on a Pirates universe. But the thing yeah. that bothered me, one... Why don't they just hire um, Lord and Miller and then fire them six months into they it? They could do that. Ooh, that would be a good I idea. Like Ooh, that would have been a brilliant idea. Have yeah. Lord and Miller. They wanted to take the franchise seriously. But that's the problem with Disney, is that this franchise makes them so much money, but they keep putting people on to direct and write it that they could give less of a shit about if it's any good. It's clearly... Are talking been, about Pirates or Star Wars? Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. Because they've been... They pushed... I mean, these last two movies don't feel anything like the first three and are mm-hmm. just totally all over the place. The writing's off. They've ruined Captain Jack Sparrow because... And Barbosa. And Barbosa yep. hasn't been good. It's just, it's it's a total bummer what's happened in these last two movies. And it's because Gore Verbrinski, who is the director of the first three, uh, he had a very unique feel and tone to his movies that I mm-hmm. loved that they've totally abandoned and have gone super I, fantastical, over-the-board, uh, campy. I agree. It. I was So I was watching the original three Pirates the like a few weeks ago, and I thought, you know, when these were coming out, I was so excited to see all of them because they're great movies, and you can re-watch them multiple times and still get the same feelings that you had originally. And I was thinking... You know, they've kind of ruined it with the last few movies. This would be a perfect time to just kind of restart it, reintroduce a new cast. And while it's sad to see Johnny Depp go, it also gives him a breath. Love to watch him leave. Max, you got me? (laughs) Absolutely not. No. Nope. (laughs) But I was just going to say, it gives him a breath of fresh life. I did not catch that reference. He said, "I hate to watch That's, him leave. I hate to hate to watch him leave. Love to see him like." It's it's, a, it's a rude comment a normally oh. attributed to. Uh, hate no. to see him leave. Love to watch him go, or mm-hmm. something like that. That's he was. If they got a nice butt, he was making a say. joke that you were checking That's, out Johnny Depp. Speaking butt. of, did you know uh, yeah. Johnny Depp used to be married to Amber Heard? True. I know, and apparently he terrorized her. So my opinion of Johnny <sighs> Depp no, is just no. if you but, if you if you now. If you look into the facts of this case, I don't know the facts. No, Max. I looked into the I looked into the facts. Does anyone know the facts? All I'll say this is the facts: is J.K. Rowling is an ex- extreme. Wait, what? Hold on. How does she ex- come into this? Extreme. Let me let me finish. Before oh, the you crimes start. of giggle fart. Yes. Okay. She is an extreme liberal <laughs> to the to extreme and she hired Johnny Depp on to play Grindelwald and she has the last say because she's producing and writing this thing and people brought it up like what the hell why would you why would you hire this woman beater whatnot and she goes hey I talked with Johnny privately about about this and he told me he told me the private reasonings behind these things and I was satisfied with it so he's on so in other words she was satisfied because he's a massive box office draw and is going to make her movie a lot of money or at least was here's the thing you could right now you could hire anyone other than johnny depp and still make a ton of money. hollywood studios for some reason are still convinced johnny depp's a big pull which he's not a lot of his past films have been really really bad critical he hasn't had a good film in a long time exactly um what i'm saying about jk rowling she might be a good person you shouldn't trust anyone who makes that much money 
She's donated like over a billion dollars. I'm sure. You might, you, actually, this is a true. I don't know if this is Which, true anymore. Okay, she not the donated knock on her, that either. She because... donated herself out of the billionaire status. So yes, she is the first writer to make a become billion a billionaire dollars. off of her writing, which is great. I applaud that. However, <laughs> I question people's sure ethics when they're making business decisions let's circle back to the topic at hand by the way because we keep we keep doing this by the way we keep going off on these tangents i don't want pirates of the caribbean to be rebooted and when i I, if reboot is in the sense of we're going to take this exact same universe that has already been established exact same lore exact same everything but we're going to put a different lead character a different cast in this story and tell a new story that's okay with me fine do it. I love Captain Jack Sparrow. He's one of my favorite characters of all time. As long as it's Jack Sparrow's son, right? Yeah, it's some sort of connection. Jack Sparrow is one of my favorite mm-hmm. characters of all times. I will be, I'll be super bummed to see him go. But at the same time, if he is treated the same way he was the last two movies, then by all means, just do it. I just don't feel like we still got his grand would epic. You, so would you way, rather? Way, way would you long. rather have the next movie not even include him, or have it include him, but he gets killed off? Absolutely, do not kill off Captain Jack Sparrow. No. So the next movie will have a female pirate, um, and she has to sail to an island, and she finds Jack Sparrow on the island. That could do it. Um, <laughs> that could that could be the case. I don't know. Only if the female oh, pirate is Melissa she, McCarthy. All I know is that he it, teaches her how to be a a, a dumb pirate. All like I know if is if he if they reboot this, and when they say reboot it, they just like literally restart everything. It's from scratch. I'm going to be super pissed. I'm just like, that is such a waste. They, I would be they okay They undid with everything at the end of the fifth one with the Neptune's um, trident. Like, uh, Orlando Bloom's not Davy, Davy Boy anymore. No, that, that undid that. That, that. It undid everything. No, no, that really. It essentially undid everything because that's the main consequence of the trilogy. Which is a great consequence, by the way. It doesn't undone. Well, that's because they're because I think the fifth one. I mean, in the trailers and everything, they were saying like they were doing the Fast and the Furious thing. One last ride on the in the trailers. So they're like saying like this is the last go around. They said it, it, it several times. So I think they were saying, hey, this is the fifth and final movie. So we're gonna shoehorn in Will and Elizabeth, and uh, they're literally in it for a combined. I'm not joking. A combined minute and a half. Um, but we'll see what happens. We'll see. I, I think there's a lot of different places this franchise can go. I'm disappointed that they're going away from Johnny Depp and Captain Jack. But Genre crossover. Hear me out. Pirate superheroes. We could see it happen at some point. Not I wouldn't Batman. be opposed. But That'd now it's dope. time for our awesome. new segment of the night, and that is Stream Talk. So, have you guys watched Netflix's Bird Box yet? What do you all think of the hype surrounding it? I've never seen something like this happen so, with a Netflix movie before. Yeah, it hit meme status, like, instantly. It did. It did. And I think it's resonating a lot with the young adult section of Netflix. because A fine metric for quality. Because the movie is okay, and it's but it's being blown up like it's a masterpiece a la the joker and harley quinn halloween costumes and people loving that movie and the people who love that movie were the young adult audience and because 
they have no taste and <laughs> it's uh and they like suicide squad and they Get also hear teenagers like bird box but bird box isn't that bad it's it's actually an enjoyable movie it's a good one watch it's a unique premise the performances are good the the overall editing is good i just think the story is kind of lackluster and um there is definitely some points where i'm like okay well this is rather dull and uninteresting but it was still a good movie i i still enjoyed it and i definitely think anyone should watch it it's a good it's a good movie um but you guys haven't seen it though oh tim hasn't seen it either shocking my, tim has not I had seen my it. blindfold on the entire time his one streak <laughs> uh, i watched bandersnatch instead yes i did too and my defense when we originally were going to do the podcast you said no we're just going to discuss the idea you don't have to watch it I did say that. Did you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I changed my I mind. I do know what happens it. because I've watched. Well, because it got memed to hell, and not that the memes spoiled anything, but they I really don't. If you don't pay, too I much wanted to, to it. get in on the no. Yeah, I had to do, but it not too. actually bother watching the movie. So I kind of watch some YouTube things. Yeah. People talk about it. Yeah, I still might watch it. I'm, that is not a good way to experience stories. I'm not recommending that, but um. I don't know where I'm going. I like the kind of Lovecraftian monster angle. Like you look at it and you it, go cuckoo bonkers. But apparently, it's a bogger. It seems like it's just um, a bogger. Ooh. Oh, it changes based on Harry the, Potter uh, crossover. It's it's that concept. Yeah. Dumb. It's interesting. It really is. It's interesting. What's but what what's was it changed to based on what? Your deepest fear. I'm mean, gonna be honest. I don't. I don't know. It's different for everyone. Imagine the thing you're most afraid of right now. Is are you going crazy? Uh, well, a shark isn't gonna do much damage to me on land, so I'm okay. Right, with it. but so what if you just saw a shark over there? Are you gonna lose your mind and throw yourself in front of a bus? Mm, yeah here's the thing okay so it's been explained this is dumb i hate Hold this on, no, no, yeah. never watching but, it <laughs> it's been explained it's been explained <laughs> that it's like the person's greatest fear but they don't really explicitly say it in the movie i think i honestly they don't really explicitly say it i don't know why people are comparing it to a blogger because it's clearly not that you know what this is just a remake of batman begins scarecrow already did this mm. <laughs> this is this is true so but i i again you should see it you should see it. It it's sounds like a lot of people are making uh, comparisons to A Quiet Place, but I think yeah, that's just a, yeah. whole, a whole sensory deprivation kind of thing. But it sounds like maybe a little bit of that, but with the happening. Yeah, it's it's very, very similar in that aspect. And um, you know, yeah, what? I mean, there's some good, there's some good, uh, not, it's not, not really horror at all. It's really more of a thriller. There's no... There's no parts that really are scary. Can the things touch you? No. They just try no, to get do, in front I mean, of you. I don't want to spoil it. Mm, do they you? eat you? No. Why are they doing What's the point? There's no explanation. They just want to startle you. <sighs> Boo, I'm just a get, ghost. Just give it a watch. It's an, it's like an hour and 45 minutes. And again, it's I could tell you, it's you may not like see it again, but it's definitely worth a watch just because it's an interesting experiment. It's an interesting concept for a movie that's what i actually have to applaud netflix on quite a lot right now is that they're taking chances on these movies that have different concepts and pushing them out there and so far bandersnatch and uh bird box have gotten you know big time meme slash 
social media reactions. So I think uh, you're going to see a lot more type of movies like this from Netflix oh, that are definitely blur oh, the line. Then I'm canceling my Netflix. Subscription. You haven't Hulu? even seen Bird Box. I'm going to go to Hulu. I thought I thought I thought Banner Snatch, even though I didn't like it. Concepts. I going into it. Yes. Nope. Save, ne- ne- save it for next, next week. week. Next week, save it for next you week. You have a decision, 10 seconds, this week or next week? Next week. Ooh. You guys watch the polar trailer. Guess what? Though. You have to start That's over. That's not an actual option. Now the podcast will restart, and then you have to pick Discuss It This Time, because <laughs> that's Bandersnatch the movie. Yep. <laughs> you don't actually have any choice. That's actually quite a, that's, that's a nice, that's a nice uh, little bit there. But that's the point of the movie, dude. Uh, blows my mind. <laughs> I thought it was interesting to do the whole click through we're not we're not discussing it damn it All we're right. not discussing it but did you guys uh, watch that polar trailer yet tim you're supposed to watch the polar trailer you i think you forgot to do it you didn't put it on the list yeah i did it's on there it's on trello give us one second we're gonna take a quick break as tim watches the polar what trailer. you guys doing when i was in the bathroom i don't know tim watched the polar trailer and we're back from our brief intermission so Tim could watch the Polar trailer. I actually think this looks really interesting. It looks fun, but also weird tonally in bits. Like it's going really hard, gritty, and then now it's like, oh, pop and color and everything. It looks like a combination to me of Kingsman and John Wick is what it's, I got It's John that. Wick in the snow, Very strong John Wick vibes. I would say um, also... Kind of like a, uh, da, 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 where am I going with this? Did you ever see the movie um, Smoke and Aces? You know, a lot of people compared it to Smoke and Aces too. Mm-hmm. I've not seen it, but I, it's, I've seen the trailer. Because that was kind of it. like this weird, there's other movies comparable to it that I'm struggling to think of right now. Wanted. So maybe there's not. Kind of wanted, like these weird sort of post-Tarantino zany action films. Yeah, neo, um, neo action it's like that yeah it's it's uh very from the trailer it's very colorful there's very colorful outfits and and action that just kind of pops off the screen and uh unique set pieces and and unique uh, choreography yeah it seems like it's going for over the top action um but it looks seriously i mean it looks to me i thought it looked good I love Mads Mikkelsen, so that's the reason why I'll watch. Why I I will watch it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting yeah. to see how Vanessa Hudgens and him are on screen together, since he is so much of a better actor than Vanessa Hudgens. That was right off the bat in the trailer. I was like, Oof. was she some of those deliveries? Was she High School Musical? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I haven't actually yeah. seen. I'm just trying to connect mm-hmm. that name to something. Yeah, yeah. She's um, High School Musical and the Spring Breakers. I've wanted to see that. I haven't gotten around to it. For years, I haven't seen it, but nothing about that movie not looked not interesting to me. I just, I did not care to even bother with that one. How about Johnny Knoxville? He's in Polar. Yeah. Oh, he is. Yeah, I saw. I saw just a. That's actually. I just saw. He's in it for like a second. I was like, is that Johnny Knoxville? Mm-hmm. It's good to have that confirmed that that is indeed Johnny Knoxville. I yeah. love Johnny Knoxville. You know, he's a, he's, he's always a, a good time. He's an exciting presence on the screen. You know, um, I. Uh, I actually kind of want to still see that one movie he just put out recently. Um, um, Adventure Adventure Zone? World or something? Yeah, no. Something like that. I don't know. And, so, yeah, I know it, you're talking about. Another it. movie where he gets the shit beat out of him, and he's like 50 years old, and he's going to die from this yeah. at some point. Did you see the, the Hot Ones episode with him? 
No, I haven't. Uh, do, you, do you watch Hot Wings? Yeah, with the wings. Where yeah, they, he does yeah. one, and it's like it takes him like five minutes to answer a single any question. Just yeah, I think he's he's taking a few too many to the head. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Well, I mean, the last the action point is the movie. Action, action point. point. Oh, this yeah, last one, it. he got hit so hard in the head, his eye started bulging out of his head, yeah. and, and he had to like not put any pressure on his head otherwise his eye would start protruding from its socket i'm like dude when's it time to hang it up man we want you around for the long haul johnny it's it's one of those things where you get such an adrenaline rush you just have to keep doing it to get that same feeling yeah like um uh, it's like coffee the, the hurt locker yeah the hurt locker boys i think it's time to wrap up our stream talk one of our new segments here. Not that is sure a Netflix we, film, though, right? Uh, is that? Did we already? That is a Netflix yes. film. Did we say that? It's not necessarily. Oh, Polar? Yes, yeah. it is going to be on Netflix. That is a Netflix exclusive. I believe I've said that. Yeah. Okay. Tanner, will um, you keep your subscription to watch Polar? Oh, uh, yeah. We will. Well, I'll nice. say this much. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to stick with the stream talk name. Kind of getting a little bit of urine vibes from it. Mm, okay, but a little, we'll, a little. Don't cross the streams. A little behind the scenes action. A little. Right now. The <laughs> so we'll gets uh, to see the process. I, I think as long as we don't cross the streams, we're fine. We'll <laughs> see. We'll see what happens. And uh, shit, I forgot to include something at the front of this podcast that I have to. We're gonna have to re-record. So, anyways, moving on to our next big topic of the podcast. It is our final topic. It is the main topic. Our top five disappointments of 2019, it's 2018, Jesus. <laughs> there was, there was... We're only seven days in. You know what, there was some disappointments that weighed with me heavier than others, but that's why I wanted to make it a top five list. I wanted to make it uh, sweet and to the point. So what I want to do is go around the table. We're going to go five down to one. And I'll say my fifth. You'll say your fifth. Tim will say his fifth. Okay, we're gonna I like just, this. We're yeah. going gonna, gonna to just okay. do that all the way down to one. So I want to start this off. My number five disappointment of the year is Holmes and Watson. Mm. And it's my own fault. It's definitely my own fault. But when you see John C. Riley and Will Ferrell together, you're going to get some laughs out of them most of the time. Say what you want about Talladega Nights. I get some laughs out of it. I will probably never watch that movie again. One or two times is plenty for me. Step Brothers is something that I rewatch all the time. It's on TV all the time. It's an instant classic. It's great. So when I hear Will Ferrell and John C. Riley are going to be together again in a comedy about Sherlock Holmes, I was excited because I thought this could be, I, I mentioned this before, it could be a spoof-type comedy, uh, a la Shaun of the Dead where they have a serious, dramatic undercurrent to the comedic bits, and there's an actual interesting story. And I thought, man, if they have an actual interesting mystery going on, they take the character seriously, but weave in these comedic bits that make it obviously a comedy with John C. Riley and Will Ferrell, this could spawn maybe a, a three-part f- series, and I would be really excited to watch something like that. And as it turns out, it's utter garbage. <laughs> It is the worst. I don't know why I thought it would be anything better than that. Looking at the directors, the director is awful. He's not good. He doesn't do anything 
well. His other movies have been bad. Get Hard was terrible. Why did I put myself in this hopeful situation? So that has to be ringing in number five because I do like Will Ferrell's brand of comedy and I do like John C. Riley's brand of comedy. To have that combine into a utter trash, trash storm was disappointing to say the it least. It was rubbish. It was rubbish. That's my number five disappointment of 2018. Tanner, what's your number five? Um, I, I'm bummed Solo. Basically, everything about Solo, other than the movie itself, I enjoyed it. Uh, it's not my favorite Star Wars film. Yeah. I enjoyed it. But um, just the troubled production it had, the poor... Maybe I'm stealing too many things. Uh, just the fact that there was zero um, real marketing push for this movie until like three months before it came out. And the fact that it came out in March instead of December, I think Lucasfilm was trying to nail a early summer or spring release window to maybe do two Star Wars films a year like Marvel does. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I, I wish it would have come out in December just because I kind of got used to having Star Wars films in December. I didn't yeah. really have a big December movie to look forward to this year. Yeah, um, was, I agree. Spider-Verse came in and was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I did enjoy Aquaman, but it's nice, like, back in the day, like, the Lord of the Rings Rings films kind of came out in December or late fall, so mm-hmm. just kind of part of that thing. Just having these big... Um, yeah. franchise tent poles I think in December yeah. is th- fun and I didn't get to have that this year and now we have an extra long wait yeah. till the next Star Wars film I, I think they should yeah. be done like Mary Poppins Thanksgiving time solo Christmas like Christmas week or something yeah, yeah. yeah. Tim I agree what's your number five uh, my number five is I was disappointed they released a DC movie in 2018 <laughs> <laughs> now hear me out you bastard one it upsets you um, no, but honestly, I'm, I'm kind of getting superheroed out. There's just so many different superhero movies that are being released every year. Um, I mean, before infinity war came out, I was almost done with Marvel just cause it's the same thing over and over again. Honestly, I think DC should take a break, figure out what they want to do and then come out with that plan maybe in a few years or so. But, um, I don't know. I Aquaman just hit the billion dollar mark, man. I know. But again, I, I didn't I wasn't a huge fan of it. Are you smelling your hand? Your soap reminds me of some someone I used to know and I can't place it. Somebody that the I hand soap. Uh, the up and up, I think honey honey nut something from Target. It reminds me mm-hmm. of high school. I'm getting a lot of nostalgic vibes from the smell. So yeah. yeah. So you're getting superheroed out, Tim. Yeah. All right. I will say Am I really disappointed? No. I just couldn't come up with a number five. <laughs> That's all right. That's why it's okay. number five. Yep. That's why it's number five. Number four for me is Cloverfield Paradox. Um, Ooh. I was so excited because Netflix did something so unique. It was like, hey, this is a movie that was being advertised to go out in theaters that we bought the rights to. Oh, by the way, it's also out tonight on streaming services. I, uh, after the Super Bowl, I was like, man, that is so awesome, so cool. And I was really excited to watch it, especially because I, I love Cloverfield Lane. Um, so I was excited to see another movie in the Cloverfield 
yeah. thing. But it turns out that it absolutely was a movie shoveled off to Netflix because it just wasn't any good. And that's how I saw it as well. I thought it was boring. I thought it was muddled. It didn't make any sense. The performances were half-baked. It just was... It just didn't come off like a movie that anyone really tried on. Honestly, it didn't yeah. come off like a movie anyone really tried on. And that was something I... It looked... It was like made for TV, rushed out, direct DVD, and... I don't understand how this could even try to make it to theaters, and clearly that's why it got shoveled off to Netflix because it just would not have made any money. At yeah, all. when they when they killed off Chris O'Dowd, I was I was upset. I don't even know when that happened in that movie. Oh wait, is he the Irish guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tanner, your number four disappointment of twenty eighteen. Um, the Hellboy trailer. Oof. Big oof. And I, this is kind of low because it's just a trailer, and you know those get edited a certain way for marketing purposes, right? It's not necessarily indicative of the quality of the final product, but as a huge Hellboy fan, um, everything about this trailer just missed the mark for me. I it really seems like they got it wrong, just top to bottom. Uh, they managed to keep Hellboy red, so they didn't make him like green or something. But uh, that would have been an interesting take. It would have been an interesting take. There's still time to change. Yeah, um, I'm not instilled with confidence for the film. You'll still see it though, because I will Hellboy still fan. see it because I, you know, I want to give it its day in court. I'm not going <laughs> to pass the sentence just based on the trailer alone. Innocent but... until proven guilty. Yes. Exactly. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's looking, it's looking guilty. It's looking stinky. It stinks to high heaven. <laughs> Tim, you've got a hunch, Max. You, I, I, I know you do. You dislike it. I, I mean, I'm excited for it. Tim, you're number four. Uh, my number four was Venom being PG-13. Ooh. I thought they probably missed out on a really big opportunity to make it kind of a Logan type where they don't hold anything back. But yet they made it PG-13 so they could potentially cross it over with Spider-Man and not make it too bloody and gory. Kind of takes away from the Venom character a little bit. Because I think the entire time it was projected to be rated R, right? Yeah. And then last second, they're like, yeah, we're going to make it PG-13. You know what actually is really interesting about that is Ruben Flesher, the director, clearly hinted that there's going to be a director's cut, a rated R cut of the movie. And uh, on the Blu-ray, on the Blu-ray side of things and that is nowhere to be found on any of the blu-rays there's no rated r cut there's no marketing for it so in other words what that says to me is wow venom made way more money than we were even expecting we're not putting out anything anything close to rated r because they're thinking oh you never know maybe people will think this is actually what the movie was and we don't want to tarnish that and they want to keep that brand going so um i don't i don't buy that i think if if they do an r-rated cut um, there might be some amount of production they have to do on it again to finish some things. Yeah. Um, maybe CG elements possibly. Right. Um, so that would get its own separate release because right. there are PG 13 movies that have gotten extended R rated cuts like the Wolverine, like, um, uh, days of future past with the road cut, I mm. believe was R rated. Oh. Also the extended edition of the third Hobbit movie is R rated. 
So huh. I did not know that. Yes. Batman vs Superman Extended Edition is R-rated. Director's cut. Is it? It's R-rated. Yep. My number three disappointment of 2018 is Ready Player One. Thought you liked that movie. I really liked Tim, that movie. Tim liked oh. that movie. I did not. Honestly, uh, after it came out on Blu-ray, I probably watched it at least like twenty times. I bought it on Blu-ray because it was five bucks <laughs> on Black Friday, so I bought it anyway. It's part of the I'm problem. gonna I'm gonna give it a I'll give it a watch, but I was disappointed by it. I just I wasn't interested in any of the characters. I thought they were all underdone. Uh, I thought the cameos were underwhelming there was one there was a gundam cameo which that was tight that, that was, nearly made me poop myself in the theater that was pretty that, pretty sick I, I didn't appreciate iron giant being in it because i respect that film so much and i don't hate ready player one it doesn't make me angry like i think it was fine mm-hmm. i just feel like adding the iron giant was such like this attempt at it was a little pandering yeah a lot of things in the film I thought were pandering. I just yeah, that's mm-hmm. well, it's hard to not pander when it's basically essentially a movie that's based off of 100 percent pop culture. Everything was referenced in the book. That's how it is too. Yeah, I just was wanting to like it way more for Steven Spielberg's next directorial movie and it being you know a very popular book. I just it just wasn't. Didn't there he for make me. the post like right before? Yeah, yes. he made the post like side by side with. I mean that movie takes like 30 days to shoot so. <laughs> I want to be. Yeah, I want to be. Set. I, yeah. I I really enjoyed Ready Player One because I like the pop culture and the different callbacks to different '80s movies. I probably need to give it another watch. My favorite scene. My favorite scene was the Shining scene, where they just recreated yeah. the entire. That was cool. Um, that was hotel. a cool bit. Yeah, that was a cool bit. And they brought yeah. in the score from that. I I, I thought it was cool how they yeah. incorporated those different movies and whatnot. So. Tanner, your number three disappointment. Okay, well, this is going to have to be my number three, even though it should be higher on the list just because I'm struggling to think of anything else at the moment. Well done. Um, (laughs) This is another I feel bad for it kind of complaint in the vein of Solo, Uh, but Annihilation's, I think, overall um, reception, it was critically praised. Is that with Oscar Isaac? Yeah, Yeah, Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. But I feel like it just, it didn't really stick in the uh, mainstream. And overseas, it had Netflix distribution because the studio had like zero confidence in it, I guess. I don't understand. This is a hard science fiction film that is based on a book, but it's not like a pre-existing franchise. So it's essentially original. Um, and it's in all, it's a female led cast. They're all, you know, STEM, like scientists, like this should be like, this should get, you know, the current, um, culture, I think really fired up about this movie and and carrying it on their shoulders. But people just kind of, I don't know. No one's talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was one of those movies when I saw the trailer, I'm like, Oh, that could be cool, but there are other movies out that I'd rather see. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's a great film, and you, you hear people complain about, I say superhero fatigue, but this isn't directed at you. This is just kind of like a common thing you see on yeah. like the internet. People are like, oh, it's all stupid superhero movies. But when something comes out that's not a stupid superhero movie, people don't go see it. So you gotta you got to vote with your wallet. 
And yeah. Annihilation needed our support, and it didn't get it. <laughs> didn't get it at all. We but annihilated it's all right. it. It's all right. It's not like it was going to have a sequel anyways. And I believe it's out on streaming services on Amazon, I think. So, or at least HBO. Yeah, it's, it on, on, uh, it's on Redbot. I yeah. have it on Redbox. Blu-ray. Yeah. Uh, Tim. Bought it full price. No. Oh. Well. That means it's. I'll give it a watch then. Oh, give it a watch. If you're a full price buy on Blu-ray, it was a full price buy. Tim, your number three disappointment. Uh, my number three was Fantastic Beasts and the Crimes of Grindelwald. Uh, the main reason is because it's a setup movie for another setup movie, which is going to also be a setup movie <laughs> for another setup movie, and then the end. the 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 fact that they're drawing this out across five different movies leads me up to not be too excited. It's cool to dive into the worlds and experience the different, you know, wizarding worlds, France, London, America. But I mean, for this one, it just, it just didn't really do it for me. Like the first one did. The first one was amazing. Wow. Amazing. Yes. Oh gosh. I don't know about that, but okay. I don't know about that. Well, I mean, compared, compared to this one, I would say it's amazing. Yeah, um, that's actually funny because that's actually what my number number two is going to be. I I've actually edited my list because I couldn't think of. I was trying to think of something. And <laughs> oh. Fantastic Beasts. I, I originally had something else, but I'm actually going to put that my number two. This is this is a good segue. I, I was, we're going to your number two next. I was super excited about Fantastic Beasts number two. I was as well. Number two, Fantastic Beasts number it took, two. It took a number two. The crimes of Grindelwald. <laughs> it, it was it was well acted. Uh, and you know everything was yeah. there to kind of bring the magic of the world, but it's still kind of missing that Harry Potter magic, and it I don't think it ever will overcome that. It, uh, it's just very hard to um, mm-hmm. without the. It just for some reason it's just missing something. Um, and yeah, it just felt like a trailer for the rest of the series. So I was bummed out by that as well. It didn't have any pacing to it. it. The plot was everywhere. I didn't like it. So that's actually what my number two disappointment is. So I'm just going to let it be at that. Uh, following you up on your stamp, combine that. So Tanner, your yep. number two disappointment. If you have one. If you don't, we can just move on to Tim. Mm-hmm. I know you didn't have too many things. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Similar idea about Annihilation, although not as good as a film. Overlord um, oh, the J.J. Abrams but that's, one? But that's one of those... Yeah, I mean, Overlord's reception, like, by, like in terms of yeah, grossing... Yeah, I think, it, I think it bombed, technically. Um, but it's it's a very uh, tight screenplay. It's, um, it's, it's a very fun horror action movie mashup. Um, it's, it's a great... It's a great quality little film. And more people should have gone to see it. Um, and I think there might have been some confusion about whether or not it was a Cloverfield movie because that seemed to be like the initial belief prior to Paradox coming out. And then Paradox stank. And then yeah, I, I don't know if maybe some people were maybe a little hesitant about another thing. Not that I think the general audience is really clued into, you know, that. Stuff. overall universe yeah sure but um yeah it's it, i i actually need to still see that movie myself but yeah, yeah go run it go buy it if it's on sale it's buy good. it full price good i stuff. might buy it full price that might be a full Ooh. price buy. might be a let's, full uh, price or let's just have just tater bite and we can borrow it from him because i believe in it and i they have it tim your number two disappointment uh my number two disappointment was disney firing james gunn 
Oh, from Guardians of the Galaxy. That's a good one there. Yes. I put zero thought into this. You know, that was a good one. Hey, Tim. you should have been like me, just thought of it five minutes beforehand. You know, I... Ugh. The, the tweets were so long ago. Yes, they were bad. bad. Against Don't their... say things like that, folks. Yes, especially on social media, because that always comes back to haunt you. But again... You know, he he'd already come out saying, you know, that he had done it. That's Multiple not times. really him who, or who he is anymore. It's not it's not his humor. Um, and I I believe they should have given him a second chance. There's enough backlash that should, they should have been like, you know what, one more shot. Let's make him. Let's yeah. let him make the third Guardians of the Galaxy. And but no, I would actually be a little worried too because. I watched uh, Avengers Infinity War the other day, and the Guardians, though they're funny and whatnot, are clearly directed different and don't feel the same yeah. as they do with James Gunn directing them. So if that's how the next movie's going to feel, it's something to be a little worried it, about. It I doesn't feel as much about a superhero mu- movie as it does a space adventure movie. And that may have been also just because of the tone. They actually may have been acting the same, just the tone was obviously different from Infinity War to Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. I think... Gun could have stood to rein it in a little bit, especially with Guardians 2. There's just always this joke that undercuts even the most emotionally deadly serious moment. Instantly, someone says a joke that just it kills it. Yeah. Well, that also, it, I mean, that's, it undermines itself that's, constantly. That's a Marvel Universe trope in general. But I don't know if I agree with that, but it's if that's true, it's doubly so in Guardians 2. Yeah. Um, I agree. Disney jumped the gun. Fine, <laughs> James Gunn. Uh, I think Kevin Feige obviously hasn't outright said anything, but kind of get the impression that he's not happy about it at all. No, he definitely fought for him. I don't um, doubt it. I don't doubt it one minute. Yeah, yeah, but he's still getting work. Uh, Warner Brothers picked him up for the Suicide Squad sequel. Yes. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. He's going to work yep. just fine. WB was like, yes. You seen the trailer for Brightburn? No. It's um, basically the premise is Superman. Oh, wait. I did see this. Yeah. He's evil. It's a, it's a horror movie. Yeah, I did see that. Which yeah. sounds a bit like it, that's kind of. Oh, yes. I saw that. Yeah. I don't. It doesn't necessarily look good, but I appreciate that James Gunn is still working. And my number one disappointment of 2018 is something Tanner already said, and that was Solo's box office gross. Uh, I thought Solo is the best Star Wars movie out of the four they have put out. I think it is the best one. Mm. I thought it was the most Star Wars out of all four of them. Um, I thought it would did a great service to the character of Han Solo and Chewbacca. I thought it was a just a great film it it went to all these different cool places it was just so much fun to watch it just felt like a big almost swashbuckling type of adventure it's almost kind of reminded me of pirates of the caribbean i really enjoyed it um so i was super disappointed that it's gross was nowhere near it i stand by my i will die on this hill but i stand by this this has as much to do with Disney's marketing, it also has to do with the overall reception of The Last Jedi amongst the fans. I, I don't agree with that. I 100%. I don't think that's a factor at all. I, I believe you it is. You don't think so? Oh, Not I at think all. it is. Not at all. Do you, okay. With, with Again, I no, no, suggest no, with the force I direct you to look at the home video sales of The Last Jedi. 
Yeah, I mean, the, again, people wanted to watch it again. So, again, I did not like The Last Jedi. I bought it the day it came out on Blu-ray, on digital. There's people who wanted to watch it again. But you can't tell me that The Force Awakens it drops widely, widely appreciated by fans and by critics alike. Now, there are obviously their detractors, the people who did not like it, but that crowd was so much smaller than it was The Last Jedi. But you cannot tell me that after The Force Awakens, if that summer Solo comes out, it does not do marketably better. It does It does so much better after the if it came out the I, summer of The agree. Force Awakens. My, my number one was Solo being in the shadow of The Last Jedi. Yeah. That's more due to just when it was released. Again, the general audience is not a reflection of our smaller kind of nerd community or internet circles. I don't, you know. There's not, you can't really extrapolate from there, I don't think. I, I, but a, the general audience is still, I mean, at this point, I think it's safe to say the general audience is Star Wars fans. Like, they, they like what they like. So. But, but imagine, um, you know, some family... It's March. Someone's like, there's a new Star Wars movie out. And they're like, no, you idiot. That came out in December. And they're like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, but that's even, that's really, I mean, nowadays. The, the only way The Last Jedi affected it was by coming out four or five I, months I, before. See, but I, I disagree with that because it, it's, it's one is Star Wars The Last Jedi. One is Solo. It's like a completely different title. So someone's like, oh, there's a new Star Wars movie coming out. They're the title right there says Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah. So if someone's like, hey, do you want to go see For Solo, a Star Wars story? How no, many, that came I'll out in I'll December. tell you, how like many? from my perspective, after watching The Last Jedi, I'm like, I really don't care for Solo. But I'm like, I'll still go see it because it's a Star Wars movie. I didn't care for Solo because Han Solo doesn't need an origin movie. And he didn't. I think Solo's inessential Star Wars as much as I enjoy it. I, I, you know, I, I think, I mean, yeah. you, you could definitely say that, but I still, I mean, the movie is still good. The movie is still good. It, it, he, he may not have needed a origin, but yeah. Right. And as Max said, it, I mean, I agree. It's my favorite of the newly released movies. That's just wild to me, man. Yeah. I, I liked it. I liked it more than, definitely liked it more than Last Jedi. Definitely liked it more than Rogue One. I loved Force Awakens, but I think Solo has a slight edge just because I feel like Solo is more originality. There's more Star Wars than Force Awakens even was. So, um, but yeah, that was my number one disappointment, and that's your number one disappointment. Is it so? Yeah. What is it? Star Wars? Well, no, it's, you, my number you, one disappointment is Solo not getting box office. But is it more Star Wars than The Last Jedi? I think so, just because of the locations it went. The creatures we saw, just the overall feel of it. Or it felt is really the spirit Star of Star Wars rebellion and pushing boundaries, Max? Did Solo push boundaries? Well, there were some different things in there. Did we sure. do anything daring? <sighs> I don't know. You learned that Lando no, I guess uh, last, had a thing for his robot. I guess The Last Jedi is daring. the only good Star Wars movie by that standard because it's the only one who tried something different. And look where that got it. Well, I'll support a that. A ton of backlash. A ton of backlash. A disproportionate, a lot. loud, negative mm. community online. No, that's not true at all because I have no reason to hate Star Wars. I None. I enjoy the prequels. I enjoy Star Wars. I love Star Wars. There's no reason for me Wait, to hate What do you this like movie. more, the prequel memes or oh, the movies pre- themselves? Prequel memes. 
prequel news. See, so I, you I don't love... genuinely enjoy the prequels, though. You have an ironic appreciation. Yeah, I have an ironic for appreciation yeah. for it. irony I, is the great devil of our but that's, time. But that's the, that's the thing, though, is that, like, what, what just happened right there is that, like, I just, like, I am not a, like, I should be the proof that this isn't just a overwhelming minority this isn't just like the last this isn't the force awakens fan screaming this is a new hope remake they've messed it up this is garbage again no that is a minority of fans screaming at the wall because they are just angry people then there's people who really actually love star wars who straight up just did not like the last jedi and i fall into that category slot me in there What? Should, we, should we save this for the Force Vision podcast? Oh, we will. We'll talk more on it. I think that's actually going to okay. wrap it up because I, I think Tanner is still... Wait, did I have a number one? I don't think you did. Did you? Um, I guess Star Wars related again. Um, back to Solo's poor box office has apparently caused some internal um, reworking of things yeah within lucasfilm they're sort of reassessing i think their film projects outside of the mainline saga trilogy that, that's what i kind of wanted to could add see it as slow well. down and if this right. is for the sake of quality i'm all for it but at the same time i'd be okay with getting star wars films at the rate we get marvel films i'm okay with that too I would be. As I really, well. I really don't mind. I would like to see DC movies at the rate of Marvel films because I love them. So I have no, I have no issue with it. Um, I no. want that Obi Wan movie. I want the Obi Wan movie. I want a bunch of Star Wars movies. So I have no problem with it. I get to call Bob Iger out on that and say that's BS. The slowdown thing is that's BS. I think there's no way they still made money on Solo. It's not like it wasn't worth their time. They still made money off uh, of it. I'm not sure they did. They might have made back production costs, but you also have a factor in advertising. Yeah, yeah, and all that. I, I, I think they, I think they did. I think it actually did well in Blu-ray sales too. But, anyways, that's gonna wrap up our podcast for today. That was our top five disappointments of 2018. So, on next week's podcast, we're gonna discuss. This is our big episode. Our top ten favorite movies of 2018. We'll discuss that at length, and that's pretty much going to be our big topic for next week's podcast. So, thank you all again for listening. Thank you all so much for tuning in for this week's episode. We're back after break. I want you all to stay tuned to this week because we're not only doing a new Cinemax stick, we're going to have a new The Common Room, a podcast about Harry Potter. We're also going to have a new Force Vision, a podcast about Star Wars. So much content coming. Lots of stuff to look forward to in 2019. And thank you all so much for listening so far. Tanner, where can the people find you? Um, on Letterboxd, Tanner, space, R, period. Okay. Uh, Instagram at Danger Rush. I don't post movie things on Instagram, but hey, uh, that's what, hey, if you, you might, want. Might get a few followers. If you want. Mm. Might, might get a few followers. Tim? Slide I may have to follow DMs. on Instagram. <laughs> maybe. Maybe a fine young lady wants to Unless find out who that... Unless you're a weirdo. Don't DM me weird things. <laughs> Tim? Where can the people uh, find you, buddy? You can, you can find me at Timtrist on Instagram, Letterboxd, Twitter, not Facebook. Not Facebook. No. And I am your humble host, Max Leadham. You can find me 
at Max Fozzie on Twitter and Instagram and Letterboxd. So be sure to follow us on Letterboxd, mostly, if you're really interested in what we have on movies, because we're always watching movies and rating them right then and there, so you can definitely check us out there. Also, be sure to follow us on Cinemaxtic at on Twitter, at Cinemaxtic, and on Instagram, at CinemaxticPod. And that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. So thank you all again so much for listening. This was episode eight of the Cinemaxtic Podcast, and we'll see you later this week on Force Vision and The Common Room. Goodbye. Bye. See you.